Hello, welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for welcoming me back. You're welcome, guys. That's Emily. <laughs> and then um, Chelsea's holding our new kitty. Our new kitty. Our new podcast. Our pod kitty. Our pod cat. <gasps> I was, oh. was going to say pod pussy. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> That's horrible. I like pod cat. <laughs> I like that a lot I like, better. I like that more. So we, yes, we're just hanging today. I feel like we have so much to talk about. We kind of do. We've had an eventful week. Well, and I think, so we filmed, we did our first one and then accidentally released it early. So then inevitably we had to record a second one like a few days later. Yeah. So like now that we're on a regular schedule, it's like, it's been a week. Yeah. Which seems abnormal for me, but it's yeah. been a week. So a lot has happened. Yeah. What's been going on? A lot of stuff. I mean, I told you when he first came in, like, I woke up just super mad today. That makes me sad. There, Like, there was no good reason for it. I just woke up and I was pissed. So, I mean, that's just where I'm at today. I'm here and I'm living for it and I'm super grouchy. But you're holding a glass of wine and petting our pod cat. <laughs> so. I'm less grouchy now. I'm less grouchy now. I was, like, just super pissed all day long. For zero reason. Like, I have legitimately zero reason to be angry. Mm. But it's fine. I feel like, I don't know. I'm just, like, super insecure. And I also have anxiety. So, I'm like, it's me. Oh, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, phone vibrated. Yeah, it was my birth control alarm. And Emily kind of freaked out. <laughs> like, it stopped on the podcast. As I was saying. <laughs> I'm insecure. And I kind of have anxiety. So, I'm like, it's all my fault. Chelsea is mad because of me today. Oh, no. It's definitely not you. It was wrong side of the bed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just was mad. I was grouchy. Hmm. Welcome to my mental health today. Yikes. So here we are. Does it suck? Mine today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I lost my shit at my kids one too many times. Oh. Yeah, it was rough. You know what? Today, Chris was like, I hope that we have kids like Chelsea's kids. And I was like, you know what? I know me too, because they only eat fruits and vegetables. Like the other day, your daughter didn't want a taco. <laughs> like She was like, I just want fruit. <laughs> and the other, and then yesterday, Aiden, or your son, are you comfortable with me saying your kids' you names? You can say their names, yeah. I just was like, oh, it's fine. Anyways, your son um, was doing trivia with me and he's so fucking smart. Like, yeah. smarter than me. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> but, like, smarter than any other child I know. Jeez. Yeah, he's wicked smart. I appreciate you guys saying that, though. I don't think it'll happen, but... But you guys will have smart kids? There's a mosquito on our banner. <laughs> Kill it. Ooh, bye. <laughs> uh, so we did something kind of crazy yesterday. A little. We spontaneously <laughs> went and got some tattoos. Um, I got Chelsea's face on my ass cheek. It's super legit. Kidding. <laughs> wow. I hope no one thought that was serious. Well, it, it might be serious in the future, but not right now. Um, have a rememberable face. <laughs> Why'd you make that? Well, what does it have to do with my butt cheek? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so our, the tattoo shop in our town was having like a little spooky Halloween flash sale. Mm -hmm. And so mine, mine isn't very, um, spooky. I want, I'm not, 
I'm not a spooky queen like Chelsea is. Yes. Um, if you guys know me, Halloween is like my thing. I, yeah. I live for like, I told you in the very first episode, I'm just super demented. Like I love, <laughs> don't choke on your wine. I love dark and spooky and like all that stuff. So when, when Autumn posted this stuff, I was like, fuck yes. Like I saw my tattoo. I saw my picture and I was like, I have to have her. Mm-hmm. She's like my soul in a picture. And we'll post pictures of them on the gram. And if you're not following our gram, it's at mental health sucks. Um, and we'll post references to whatever we're speaking about. Or not. <laughs> or not. Emily takes care of that because I'm not gonna. Well, you posted a story today. <laughs> right? Weren't you proud of me? I got on and I was like, did I post something by accident? And I clicked on it and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That'll probably never happen again. Don't get used to it. <laughs> um, I got a little moon on my left arm. I'm, I've been trying to build a sleeve on my left arm for a while. And I was like, whatever. That's just a little addition. Um, so... He's cute. He is really cute. Little moon. Yeah. You got some stars, some little stars in there. Little stars with my moon. Yeah. Um, and you got a spooky witch. I did. I did. I got, um, Autumn called her the hot witch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like the bitch who's super good looking, but she's still going to yell at you because you're on her lawn. Oh. Yeah. So like an old witch. No, 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 no. Oh. She's gorgeous. Oh, okay. So, but she's, I thought only, okay. No, Do she's you yell just a bitch. Me? Okay. No, she's just she's just mad at everything and wakes up angry for no reason. See, <gasps> I told you, maybe that's why I'm so cranky because I got the, this fucking you're the hot witch. witch. <laughs> My bad. You're the hot witch. Well, um, and then our husbands got tattooed as well. How did that go with with Adam? I we left before he got tattooed. He, he got a tiny little dementor on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a wiener. <laughs> like I know I texted, I was like, he was such a little bitch. <laughs> But for real, like the whole time he was like, oh, oh no, it hurts. <laughs> and when she was done, I have never seen him jump up out of a chair so fast. And he's like, oh, like shaking it off. <laughs> but it looks fantastic. And that's what's important. How'd Chris do? Um, Chris got a ghost face um, scream on his shoulder blade. And it was his first tattoo in like four or five years. Oh, whoa. So, and there's like quite a bit of blackout in that one. Yeah. Um, not as much as yours. Yeah. But a lot for someone who doesn't get tattooed. Yeah, exactly. Especially that area. Um, I want to call him a little bitch, (laughs) but he had, I mean, he was a little bitch at times, but other than that, I mean, he handled it pretty well. Um, there were times where he was like, I'm not crying. I promise. (laughs) But he totally was. He was. <laughs> but I told him I would buy him lunch. So we went to EJ's um, and had a shit ton of ranch. Yeah. So. You're super sweet. I told Adam to fucking suck it up and go be a That's the difference between being married for like, how long have you guys been married? Um, I don't know. We got married in June. So that's what. July, oh, August, shit. September. Like, yeah, like almost like five months. Five months versus 10 years. Like, that's the yeah. big difference. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. But while we were there. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> if you guys don't know Autumn, she is just a, f- she's a rock star. I mean, I really, I enjoy her company and I think she's a great human. But she owns um, Lighthouse Tattoo and Piercing here in Shadron. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I interrupted you. I'm going to let you No, finish. it's okay. You were doing well. 
Well, no, I was just, I just wanted to make sure we had her name and company in there, but you were going to tell them about our surprise that she made us. She um, was like, we got there and she's like, I have a surprise for you, but I can't show you until Chelsea gets here. I'm like, fuck. Okay. And of course I was late because that's just my MO. (laughs) (laughs) So Chelsea shows up and she pulls out her iPad and shows us this adorable little cartoon that she made of us to make for our podcast art. Oh my God. And it's so perfect. It's so, I can't, I'm not going to give it away because um, when it's ready, we'll put it on our Instagram, but oh my God, it's so, so cute. Um, Autumn's great. Yeah, she is. She really, she's a hoot. She's fun to work with. She is so relatable. Like, yeah, she's stabbing you with a million needles, but she (laughs) is so fucking funny. She's talented. She's artistic. She makes um, an experience. Well, I like the experience. Yeah. But an experience for some that might be um, spooky (laughs) and painful. Um, A really good one. Well, and Cassie too. So Cassie works with Autumn and Cassie's a phenomenal artist. Yep, she she did my little Mooney. Yep, and she did my my half sleep, my trees mm-hmm. when she was just like just getting into tattooing. And she's just a fucking stellar artist. She's super badass. Like she's fun too. Yeah, both just really cool girls, super down to earth. And I mean, they'll talk shit to you the whole time they're tattooing you, but then they're gonna tell you how great you are. You know, <laughs> so it's like it's it's just all around an awesome place. So if you guys are looking for some new ink and you're or in, piercings, yeah, and you're in the area, definitely recommend or not, travel. They're worth traveling. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But if you are in the area, don't go to Rapid City. Stay here. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, the artwork, super, super cute. I'm obsessed. I'm so excited. Um, we had also reached out to another artist. Her name is Courtney Smith, and she is the bomb.com. Like she is a wonderful artist. Um, and she had told me, Oh, I have a few, I have a few things drawn up. I oh I don't, I don't know which one I like. I don't know which one you'll like. And I was like, well, here's the thing. Someone had made our cover art for us, but send me all of them because I mean, who says we can't change it out every six months to a year? Oh yeah. Who says we can't post them on Instagram like every now and then. And so, cause I was like, I want to promote you. You're the fucking bomb dude. So she's, I can't wait to see them. She, so we have some awesome artists in our lives. I'm so, so excited because they make me feel professional as I lift up a whole entire bottle of wine <laughs> to my mouth. <laughs> speaking speaking of art, remember how I told you like my coping skills like I was like I paint but I really suck at yeah. it. Yeah. So I bought this huge canvas and today I was like fuck it, I'm super pissed like I'm going to paint. I fucking hated it. Like I got my background all on there and I was like this sucks and I immediately threw it in the trash. Oh no. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm terrible. Can I dig it out of the trash? Don't. I'm going to. I'm going to hang it up in my house. I mean, it kind of looks like a baby barfed all over a canvas, but whatever makes you I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. I was really going for like, you know, a stormy night cloud, but it really, it seriously looks kind of like baby vomit. Well, why would you throw it away? Why can't you just paint over it? That's what Adam said. He's like, do you want to just like paint it black? And I'm like, no, because I was mad. I was was grouchy. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Man, what else has, I feel like there's more things that we need to talk about. So we talked about the tattoos and the mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Has anything else been going on in your life? My <gasps> kitty. Oh, we already talked about the podcast. The yeah. podcast. The podcast. Yep. No, not a whole lot. I mean, I'm just always super busy. I'm really ready for things to start slowing down. Um, <laughs> sorry, there's some buggies in here. It, they're all mosquitoes too. It's cold because okay. it got cold and they all want to come in here. Oh, yeah. You're not welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Go, go to the light. Go to the light. 
I don't have a bug zapper. I don't think it's... No, that's not what I mean. Have you never heard that before? My mom is, like, super into ghosties and all things paranormal. I love her. And, And so she... Whenever I tell her, like, I told her, like, Mom, I think Chris and I have a ghost in our apartment. She's like, tell him to go to the light. You've never heard that before? It's like, leave, go, move no. on to the next world. Go That's really, light. yeah, don't tell your ghost to go to the light. I want to come meet him. I want to come talk to him. Is he spooky? I think like- it's a girl, and I will tell you why, and you're going to think I'm crazy. Would never. It might be um, from a dream, which kind of is a nice segue into what we're doing today. Yeah. But I was laying about, I don't remember if it was this morning or yesterday morning, but I was laying there sleeping, having a good time. And then I hear a witch laugh, <gasps> like so, so loud, like straight up, like, <laughs> like my straight, God, straight up witch laugh. And I jump up out of my bed. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, oh my God, our ghost has to be a female. Cause it's just fucking witch laughed in my ear. That's amazing. Can I have a sleepover? If you want. Yeah. So I had this friend from college and I won't, I won't say his, his name in case he's not comfortable with it. Um, I don't even know that he's listening, but he was a super, super good friend of mine. And we used to fucking go ghost hunting. Oh, oh my God. Him. It was the best. We would go like cruise around in his little Jeep and go cruise around at fucking midnight in cemeteries and like record shit. And then we'd sit and we'd play it like up super loud to see if we could hear anything. And we just like scare the shit out of each other. I love ghosties. They're my favorite. I also love ghosties. Do you want to see what happens when I get to drinking? You're a little flushy. I, my neck and my chest gets all blotchy and red. Mm. So fun fact about me. Um, There is something else I wanted to talk to you about. I don't know if I'm ready. You look. So (laughs) Chelsea's husband, I gave it what? A a day. Oh shit. Yeah. I gave it a day. Before he sold my husband a vehicle. And that came true. Um, Sure did. So Chelsea's husband sold my husband a truck. And we're just kind of waiting for paperwork to get finalized. Um, But as we were test driving the truck, I was like, Adam, Chelsea and I are getting tattoos today. And or tomorrow, I don't remember. And he goes, oh, is that when we're going? And I was like, oh, I didn't know he was coming. So I come back to the office. I'm like, Chelsea, you didn't tell me that Adam was coming with us. And you said, he's not. (laughs) You said, I'm quote, I'm not his mother. I'm not making his appointment for him. Nope. And then I go to get my tattoo and who walks through the fucking doors? Adam and he has an appointment and Chelsea goes, oh, I picked out his artwork and where he's going to put it and everything. I did. So it looks like Chelsea... You might be eating your words now. No, because I did not make the appointment. Mm. But Autumn texted me. I was like, oh, your husband confirmed. And um, he he told her that, like, I was picking everything. So that was not. Okay. And really, like, I was a real big dick. And I told him I was getting a, he was going to get a butt plug. <laughs> he, uh, he came in and he's like, how how many ball? I don't remember what You he told said. him it was like beads or something. Well, yeah, because he was like, how many segments are on it or something like oh, that. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, it's more like beads. <laughs> like I, I lost count. <laughs> so anyways, I just wanted to hold you accountable to that. Nope. I did not confirm his appointment. I don't do shit like that. Like if you want your shit done, <laughs> you do it. I'm not doing it. I'm a jerk though. I mean, we've been married for quite a while now. So it's kind of, we're kind of at that place where I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Oh my God. Speaking of being a jerk, <laughs> this might not have anything to do. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm working on a whole bottle right now. I might steal something. You, you sure can. Absolutely. 
I can't mixy though because this is dark and that's really that's light. okay. Uh, that might not save Chris from buying me a McDouble, but I will definitely share with you. Um, anyways, it's not a, a known fact that I am a TikTok fiend. So I'm scrolling through TikTok. I keep seeing these TikToks of this game. And I'm like, this game looks like so much fun. What is this fucking game? Is it an app I can get on my phone? It is. It's called Among Us. And it is so fun. You are like a little guy in a spaceship. And it's like you, the limit's 10, but it can be anywhere from like two to 10 people. Although the more people it's, the more people it's uh, more fun. Um, <laughs> so there's 10 of you and nine of you are, are crewmates. And then one is an imposter Ooh. and the imposter runs around and kills people. But oh it's God. so much fun. So like everyone has their tasks to do. And if the tasks, all the tasks get completed, um, the imposter loses. Oh, okay. So, but there's like five tasks for everyone. And some of them are really time consuming. So the imposter will follow people around like into little rooms and kill them and then hide an event. And then people have to guess and like people find bodies. And so if you find a body, then you report it. Um, and they so you report a body and then it goes into like this chat room and they're like all right who is it who is it and then they try to decide who the imposter is uh but once you die you became you become like a little ghost and so like you can follow the imposter <gasps> around and watch him kill other oh people oh my god so the other day <laughs> this is i it was so funny i laughed i almost peed my fucking pants like i literally had to get up holding my crotch going to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so like i always get to be the imposter and chris never does so like we're i we always get into the same room sure and so you're just like murdering your husband over and over and over well, again i i we made a pact not to kill each other unless it's like necessary because like if you're a ghost then like you can be like oh i'll keep watch for you you two are lame yeah so i don't know so <laughs> he didn't know that i was the imposter and i had put on this facade like oh my so i was red and I was like, oh, my God, this pink guy is chasing me. I think he's the imposter. And Chris is like, oh, my God, where are you? He's like, I'll come. I'll, I'll make, I'll, <laughs> like, if this pink person kills you, I want to make sure that I can see it so I can report it. And so I'm like, hurry, hurry, they're chasing me. And they were chasing me because they thought I was the imposter, which I was. But they wanted to, like, see if I would kill somebody. Right. And so it looked like they were chasing me, like they were the imposter. And once Chris got there, I was like, what do I do? And he's like, I don't know. And I, I killed them. <laughs> I killed the big person. And Chris, like, put down his iPad and looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, that. <laughs> And then, so these other people are like from different states, different countries, whatever. Sure. <clears throat> and they didn't, they didn't know that him and I were together. And so he eventually got killed. And then <laughs> this person was chatting him and they were like, this, they were like, red killed me right in front of you. And you didn't report me. What is wrong with oh, you? Oh no! And Chris was like, ah, <laughs> sorry. Oops. And they're like, you watched her kill everybody. <laughs> funnest game in the world <clears throat> where i would almost think that like you were sponsored by them just with like how excited I'm you not, are we play we will lay <laughs> so we'll watch an episode of 90 day fiance and he'll he'll look at me and be like um 
you want to go lay in bed and, and uh, play among us? <laughs> and I'd be like, yes. I sure should And do. so we go lay in bed and get under the covers, cuddle my dog, and then like, we'll play. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then oh, I'll show you this picture and I'll put it on Instagram. So you can join groups where there's like up to four imposters. So it doesn't have to be one imposter. So we were playing this one where there's two imposters and we were like, we played for at least an hour trying to be imposters together because it randomly picks. Right. Well, we finally got one. Oh my God. And we won. And so I took a screenshot of us. <laughs> <laughs> I took a screenshot of us under the word victory. You sure did. Oh my God. So much fun. Anyways. Kay. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we've been talking for almost, well, I don't know how much we were at before um, the phone vibrated, but I'm assuming it's like 25 minutes. Yeah, now. we should probably get into like the real meat of why we're here. Yeah. Um, oh, you want some some whizine? Yeah. Whiz wine? Not a lot though, because I will get shitty no. drunk. No, take, no, more. Pour no, more. no, no, no. Pour more. Pour more. I feel like you're an enabler. Okay. okay. Good job. <laughs> um, so what are we doing today? So Em and I remember, you know, we talked in the first episode, we were like, let's plan out our entire year. What we're going to do today is we've each picked a random diagnosis from the DSM. And for those of you who don't know, it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. So this is basically like a mental health provider's Bible. Yeah. Um, so we've each picked a disorder. Um, both of them are pretty rare, like things that you don't hear about a lot. And so we're just going to go through and we're going to talk about them. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't, mine's kind of, it's not silly. It's not silly at all, but we'll try to make it like light and humorous. Yeah. Well, um, so do you want to go first? Yeah. If okay. you want to make it light and humorous, let's just start dark. Awesome. Go. <laughs> so I got nightmare disorder. Um, and I just took a bunch of information from Wikipedia, but also like BBC news and stuff like that. But um, so what I have here is nightmare disorder, also known as dream anxiety disorder, Ooh, okay. um, is a sleep disorder characterized by frequent nightmares. Um, the nightmares often portray the individual in the situation that jeopardizes their life, their safety during the REM stages of sleep. And I know nothing about that. So I was like, what are the REM stages of sleep? So apparently there's four stages of sleep. Um, stage one is the transition period between um, being awake and asleep. And it lasts from like five to 10 minutes. And then the second stage is your body temperature drops, your heart rate begins to slow down, um, and your brain begins to produce um, sleep something. The, it cut off. Wait, maybe I can find it. No, sorry. Um, and it, <laughs> it lasts about 20 minutes, right? So then you go into the third stage. Your muscles are relaxing. Your blood pressure um, drops, which I sure hope because I have high blood pressure. So. Oh, yeah. So you at least get like that moment of relaxation. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then that is where your deepest sleep occurs. And then the fourth one, which is... Um, it just says REM sleep. So there's the, all of these ones are N REM. And then this one is just REM. Um, and this is when your brain becomes active. Dreams are starting to be made. Your body becomes relaxed. Um, and your eyes are moving rapidly. I didn't know your eyes moved during sleep. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I'm really like I'm weirdly obsessed with sleep. Um, oh, you should have done this one. No, I'm glad you did. I I don't know anything about this. When I was in college, like I did a lot of studies on like dream analysis and lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I would really freaking like to learn how to like. How, I don't even know how to say it, like how to be in control of my dreams. Yeah, lucid dream is how you would how you would describe it. Is that how I say it? We also what lucid dreaming is. I really like to lucid dream. <laughs> I, I've never been able to. Like, I want to try, but, like, I can't focus. My dreams are so vivid. And even, like, especially recently, um, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and we were talking about, like, how vivid our dreams have been. And really, like, I feel like I could pinpoint a moment where I could have been lucid, but I just didn't have that, like, level of awareness yet. Well, when I – all the times I've tried to lucid dream, like, I either get, get bored and give up or I just fall asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, shit. I was so close. Yeah. Anyway, so um, a nightmare may involve the following features. Your dream seems vivid and real and is upsetting um, and becomes more disturbing as the dream goes on. The dream storyline is related to threats of safety. The dream awakens you. I've had a few of those. Mm-hmm. You feel scared, anxious, angry, you feel sweaty, um, your heart is pounding, um, and you can clearly think upon awakening when um, and can recall details of your dream. I know I've never woken up and remembered a dream, but if it's a nightmare, I can wake up and be like, oh my God, this happened in this nightmare. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Um, and your dream causes distress. Now, everyone has nightmares. But nightmares are only considered a nightmare disorder if you experience frequent occurrences, um, major distress or impairment during the day after. Oh, okay. Um, such as anxiety. Um, problems with concentration or memory. You can't stop thinking about the images from your dreams, which is haunting to me. Um, daytime sleepiness, which is... My life in yeah, a sentence. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, you have problems functioning at work and social situations. Um, you have behavior problems related to bedtime and the fear of the dark. So that's how it would be considered a disorder at that point. The causes of nightmare disorder, um, stress or anxiety, obviously. I think that makes sure. sense to me, right? Like you've been super anxious lately, super stressed out, maybe big moves, life changes, yeah. stuff like that. Of course, you're not going to sleep well and you might have nightmares. Traumatic incidences. Absolutely. Obviously. Yep. Um, sleep deprivation. That makes sense to me because you know, yeah. like you can only go so long without sleep before you start hallucinating. Exactly. And that's mm -hmm. like a tactic, like a torch, a torture oh, track tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some medicines like mm -hmm. certain antidepressants, um, addiction. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, other health disorders, sometimes physical or mental. Okay. And then horrible books or movies. <laughs> oh, shit. So I should stop watching scary movies. I guess. So then I got to thinking, this disorder has to have been present in some of, like, the most well-known serial killers, right? Oh. Like, you know, if sometimes, you know, if this, these things are haunting you. Yeah. You know, it might lead. But... I couldn't find any serial killers that had nightmare disorder. Well, I mean, it's probably super hard to diagnose because everybody Especially has bad dreams. Uh-huh. And exactly. how many times are you going to say like, oh, I killed 10 people, 
because I had a nightmare. Yeah. You know, or they can be, because I mean, if I was a serial killer, I would plead insanity. Right. So I would plead, I would say, oh, it's because I have this. And then. You yeah, know. but this one isn't super well known. Yeah. yeah. Like it'd be yeah. easier to say like, oh, I have schizophrenia and the exactly. devil told me to do it. than like, oh, I have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, so then I got to thinking, what are some things? I mean, yeah, nightmares are spooky, but night terrors. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are. I mean, I read stories about those and it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you and. I guess what I think of more commonly than more commonly than night terrors, um, sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You can't move. And like the devil's like coming to get you and you're like, <laughs> you know, that's so horrifying anyways. So, um, and you know, night terrors are just like super, 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 super bad nightmares, but they're not the same. And I right. still have yet to actually, I think, oh, no, never mind. I still have yet to like kind of determine that difference, but I've worked with a couple like young, young people who have night terrors. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's usually related to their trauma. Sure. Makes um, sense. So it's, it's basically like they relive their trauma very, very vividly. And so mm-hmm. they wake up and they have those same physiological responses. Yeah. So like a nightmare, you can wake up and maybe you're breathing pretty hard, but you know, like that's not reality. Night terror, it feels so real that you wake up and you're having physiological reactions to what you've experienced in your dream state. Okay. Well, that will make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, In the following stories that I have to read to you. So I found some articles that I was like, okay, let's look at some murders connected to nightmare disorder or even night terrors. Yes. Okay. So I found two that I wanted to add in here. This one was from um, bbcnews.com. So this happened in the UK. Um, And the title of the article was Night Terrors Led Man Killing His Wife. Ooh. Okay. So um, from what I got from the article, they were traveling. So they were in a camper van. So I'm just going to read a little snippet from it. So it says, a coroner has said that the death of a woman who was killed by her husband during a violent nightmare was an extraordinary and unique case. So um, Brian Thomas, he's 60, admitted to killing his 57-year-old wife, Christine, in their camper van, but blamed the, um, the killing on a rare sleep disorder that was actually cleared in trial in 2009. Whoa. Yes. Um <clears throat> And now I'm looking at it, and my second article is the exact same story. Perfect. So you must have really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this sounds familiar. <laughs> um, so the couple from Neath, I don't know exactly where, I mean, I do not know geography at all, so I don't know where Neath is located, um, traveled to Aberporth uh, in 2008. <laughs> Well, we are Karen in Georgia because they always well be. they always mispronounce. Yeah, they always mispronounce. Um, they're gonna listen to us one day. They they do. I know that they do. They're one of our eighty seven. Okay, mm. pause. They're one of our eighty seven listeners. We have eighty seven yeah. people who are interested in us. This yeah, this is our third episode. Granted, one is me, one is Adam, one is Chris. Stop <laughs> taking my thunder. But no, that's still so much. Because mine don't count because this is under my email. Yeah. It's like mine don't count at all. That's crazy. 87 people are, okay, 83. (laughs) 
like to listen to us or feel pressured to listen to us. Either way, they're or they feel sorry for us. (laughs) Either way, they're listening to us, and that's so fucking cool to me. That is really cool. Like before, after our first episode was aired, I was like, oh, three people, whatever. But now it's like almost a hundred people are give a shit about the weird shit that we have to say. Yeah, like it's kind of a big, big deal. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, just thought I had to say that. Okay, back to your murder. (laughs) So the coroner said that the condition known as night terrors led to the wife's death. Um, He said that in the circumstances of the remarkable, quote, remarkable, extraordinary and unique case, the only option was a narrative verdict. He said that the husband, that the wife died because pressure was involuntarily applied to her neck by her husband because of a transist transient metal condition known mental con- Jesus Christ <laughs> mental condition known as night terrors. So this man was <clears throat> suffering from night terrors and yeah. suffocated his wife in his sleep. Didn't even know it. Can you imagine though? Like as the husband coming, like waking up from that night terror, in realizing what had happened like i can't even imagine what if he didn't even what if he's like oh my god she had like a heart attack or something you know right like he didn't even know that he did it oh my god so um and the second article has different information so i'll still read that one even though it's the same story but it says um a decent and devoted husband who strangled his wife while he dreamt um she was uh thought she was an intruder and had been cleared of a murder so he had strangled his wife dreamt that she was intruder and he was cleared for the murder. Um, he had two kids. Oh no. Well, they had, they had two kids. I should say. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Gosh. Experts say afterwards that about only 2% of the population in the UK suffers from, um, a similar condition known as paver nocturnus. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming which is just night terrors. Yeah. Um, and it was possible that many other similar attacks that were carried out, um, though not with fatal consequences. So they went unreported. So like that, like having a night terror. And-, and so say like in a different, in a different um, case, like the wife would wake up. Right. Instead of unfortunately well, and not this making is, it. You know, this is probably a super poor comparison, but like, have you ever had a dream that Chris cheats on you and you wake up and you're oh, super fucking pissed? I don't talk to him for a week. Yeah. Because you're like, you fucking cheated on me in my dream. Mm-hmm. It's not a fair comparison, but it's that's, not, but yeah, I that's get where my, my mind went is like, you know, you wake up and it feels so real mm-hmm. that you're, you're still like, you're angry and you're upset about what just happened, even though there's no, the nerve. <laughs> Sorry, that was like a super really shitty comparison to what you just talked about. <laughs> Yikes. Um, anyway, <laughs> so going on to like the treatment of this disorder, um, treatment modalities for um, the nightmare disorder include medications, obviously. Right. Um, most um, commonly, I don't know how to say this, prazosin, prazosin, prazosin. Are you familiar with that? Um, it's a medicine. Okay. That's fair. I know about it. That's fair. Um, Several behavioral therapies um, of which the nightmare focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Yep. Variants, Mm -hmm. um, especially image rehearsal therapy. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty effective. So that's what I have for a nightmare disorder. I would like to look into it more, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. That is super interesting. Super interesting. So 
That's all. Um, Don't have nightmares tonight. You know, I haven't had a nightmare <laughs> in a while, but when I do, it's bad. I remember it was a nightmare for me at the time, but right. I had a nightmare. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I was in my house. And these people pulled into my driveway. This is my house back home, home, pulled into my driveway and it was animal control and it was two men and they like stereotypical, what you see in movies, animal control, like, sure. Ooh, <laughs> you With know, nets and yeah. yeah. And they came up and they're like, we need your dog. <gasps> and I was like, fuck you do. My dog is, I mean, he is a black lab. He's overweight. He <laughs> is the sweetest thing you've ever met. And so I was like, no, fuck you close the door. They're like trying to break into my house. And I'm like, that's crazy. Anyway. So they drive away in their stupid little clunky van. And my mom and I get in, get in the truck and follow them. And they pull into like this, like shady little park and they get out and like, they look around (laughs) and they take off their clothes and they're bears. And I'm like, oh my God, I knew that they weren't real. And I was like, these bears were trying to steal my fucking dog. Because they want to eat him. I that must have that had to have been it. So these bears, and then like my mom and I were driving around. We're like, we have to catch these bears. Now we're the animal control bitch. So we tried catching these bears. It didn't work. The bears started running towards my house. And I was like, oh my God, Gage, we have to go get my dog. So we went to my house. They hadn't gotten him. He was outside. And so we put him back in the house. And then I called the cops. And I'm like, literally on my phone, I'm like, these bears are dressed up like animal control and they're trying to steal my dog. And then I woke up and my phone was up to my face. Like, I literally, thank God I didn't dial 911 in real life. But in in real life, I actually did have my phone up to my face and I'm like, help. And I woke up and I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) like it was and i know it sounds stupid but it was spooky and like i said in there you don't really remember dreams but you remember nightmares and i fucking remember it so it had to have been a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) that was a nice little i think i mean for me like most of mine i'm either lost in the woods Mm -hmm. or like i'm lost at sea that's been one i've had a lot lately is that i'm lost at sea and i'm like in the under cabins what is that my husband just texted me and said it's snowing it was like spitting snow earlier he literally just said drive safe tonight it's snowing so nightmares nightmare disorder. interesting i was um should we read it from the dsm or no i mean i'd have to find it it's probably a lot of the same stuff that i had touched up on so you're probably right you're probably right hey i have the podcast he was like really starting to dig into me so i needed to pass him along okay um, so mine this week, I'm surprising you. I know you never, you didn't tell me what it was. No, cause I'm a dick, but <laughs> <laughs> what, and it took me, I actually didn't pick until this morning. Um, the diagnosis that I'm going to do is factitious disorder. What is that? So I had actually never heard of it until I had a consumer diagnosed with this, uh, within the last like two years. And I was like, I did. Okay. So when the diagnosis came through, I'm like, the fuck is that? Because mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. Um, so that's why kind of like when I was thumbing through, I was like, this is a perfect one to do because a lot of people don't know what it is. And that's, that's part of like, we could do anxiety and depression, but everyone knows what that stuff is. Yeah. Um, okay. So factitious disorder, 
per the DSM, is the falsification or physical um, or psychological signs or symptoms or induction of injury or disease associated with identified deception. So essentially what that means is that somebody is mimicking some sort of illness. So formerly, this was Munchausen's. <gasps> okay. That's what I said when I saw that. Because I, like, I the first thing I Googled was, what's the difference between factitious disorder and Munchausen's? They're the exact same thing. It's just been renamed in the newer DSM. Okay. Um, so this factitious disorder can either be like self-inflicted or you can inflict it on somebody else. So if it's self-inflicted, then you are doing things. I love this. I do too. I love this diagnosis. I do too. It's probably one of my favorites. Not to not for any other reason aside from like it's just so rare. And a lot of people don't know about it. Um, so if it's self-inflicted, that means that you're doing something to yourself to either exaggerate, mimic, imitate, or actually cause yourself symptoms of some sort of disease. Uh-huh. Or you can have factitious disorder. I don't think they call it by proxy. They do. Factitious by disorder proxy, yeah. by proxy. To where you falsify an illness onto somebody else. Yes. Which is super crazy to me. So it's it's basically like the most common is a parent to child. Do you have Hulu? I do. Have you watched the act? Don't talk about it yet because it's <gasps> at the end of my. Okay. okay so so okay. bite your tongue. Yeah. Say yes. So it can just be a single episode. Like it can be something that you do one time just to get whatever you need in that moment. Or it can be continued throughout your lifespan. Uh -huh. And it just depends on where you're at in your life. Um, so one thing that I found is if this is diagnosed, it's never diagnosed on the victim. So you're not a victim of factitious disorder ever. It's the one caught. It's the one per, um, <clears throat> um what's the word i'm looking for it's the one putting it on the perpetrator yes okay yep so the perpetrator is diagnosed not the victim which when you think about it it makes sense because you wouldn't say like oh you're a victim of factitious disorder yeah however like the perpetrator struggles with factitious disorder yeah. and i know you told me not to talk about it but i am um going back to the act i mean i always saw her as like, oh, she has this. But yeah. I would have never thought to even present it as the mom. Yeah. Which we will, we will talk about the yes, act yes, because yes. it's at the end of my thing. Yes. Um, okay. Just, just tell me to shut <laughs> up. Like, Emily, shut up. Don't even try and beat around the bush. <laughs> so, yeah. So it can be a single episode or a recurrent episode, which I think is super interesting because yeah. when I think about factitious disorder or Munchausen's, um, for me, it's very like long term. I had never considered that it could just be a single episode. But it, oh, get out of my peace, Lily. Podcast. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, an individual with factitious disorder has to go above and beyond to misrepresent some sort of diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're using like the causes or the signs of the illness. And they're basically mimicking those things. And those things can either be like a portrayal. So it's an exaggerated, like, oh, I'm experiencing these things. Or they are ingesting substances to cause them to present with these things. Um, and I wrote fake it till you make it, which is terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, really, like, you're simulating this disorder. You are legitimately faking it until somebody believes you. 
and there's no real known cause like what you're seeking it could be attention it could be a million yeah. other things yeah but there's no real line as like what this person is seeking when they start to exaggerate these things um so another thing i found and this was super interesting to me so you could have someone with factitious disorder could report thoughts of suicide following the death of a spouse or the death of a child so which would be pretty common right however the spouse does not exist your the spouse is not dead. You're blowing my mind right now. I blew my own mind when I read this. So let me explain this to me like I am a third grader. So the, so say, okay, husband, say, okay. Oh my God. I don't even just do it. Okay. So <laughs> let's say I came to you. I was like, oh my God, Emily. Um, okay. So I'm your mom. You're my kid. Emily, your dad died. You're like, I don't have a dad. <laughs> sure. No, <laughs> that was a very bad example. Um, I don't really know how to break it down. So it would be it would be like me going to my kids and saying, like, your dad died. However, Adam is very much still living. He's not dead. But to elicit the response from the children that I needed to fulfill whatever need it was that I needed filled, I would lie to them and tell them that my husband was dead. It's a very fucked up But okay, disorder. so do people with this disorder, um, how should I put this, recognize consequences? So you tell your kids, your dad died, but then you walk into the living room and dad is sitting on the couch. The kids are going to be like, oh my God, dad's a zombie. And like super traumatized. Or the kids are going to be like, what the fuck, mom? So not necessarily. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> um, when I was reading this, it, it just was very interesting because there's – there's no real known reason why people do this. So they could report the death of a spouse or report suicidal ideations because of the death of a spouse. And the spouse is either still alive or they never existed in the first place. Mm -hmm. But the individual reporting is actually needing some sort of response from that individual. So even if you walk back into the living room, you're like, oh my God, dad's still alive. Like, oh, I must have been mistaken. But you still got that initial response from the person you were telling. I must have been mistaken. I made that shit up. Oops, wrong, wrong body. <laughs> I, I buried the wrong person in the backyard. <laughs> however, however, wow. there have also been times where individuals with factitious disorder have falsified medical records saying that they have certain illnesses that they don't. Um, so would that also kind of be like, um, what is that called when you're like, ah, oh, I have all these millions of things wrong with me, but you really only have one. Um, Munchausen. No, I'll, I'll think of it. Hypochondriasis? Hy hypochondria. No. So it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Is it? Those are, so they're within the same like world in the DSM. Okay. Because I almost did hypochondriasis. Oh. But I didn't. <laughs> I did factitious disorder. But they're within the same realm in the DSM. Um. So with factitious disorder, it very much is just that mimicking of the symptoms. Or trying to elicit a response from somebody else saying that you have an illness that you don't have. Mm -hmm. So another interesting thing that I found was that there have been cases of individuals who have literally inject fecal matter into their bodies. For sepsis? Sep yeah, to induce sepsis so that oh. they could get that medical treatment. Oh, my God. It's a very, very interesting disorder. Um, it can come in intermittently. It could be continuous throughout the lifespan. It, it's just, it, it's super interesting to me. Um, the one case that I read, 
And this is where we get into Dee Dee Blanchard. Here we go. Okay. Yes, it's <laughs> so, time. Emily was referring to the act, which is on Hulu. And that is the story of Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard. It's a fantastic <sighs> show if you haven't watched it. Um, they have some other ones and I can't remember them off the top of my head. I know Karen and Georgia talk about them, but they copied us <laughs> since that one's been posted. They stole, on it. <laughs> they stole our idea. But so Dee Dee would have been the one who had been diagnosed with Munchausen's by okay. proxy, um, because she was legitimately falsifying medical records, going to a million different doctors, trying to get the diagnosis she wanted, stealing script pads from doctors and writing prescriptions. Oh um, my God. To basically pretend Gypsy was sicker, sicker than she actually was. And in that case, it was definitely attention. Maybe. Well, I think it was attention and it was to secure um, a relationship with Gypsy. Maybe. Because, I mean, for a, a long time, it was the money coming in. Like, I don't oh. know that that's necessarily what it was, though. Like, I think she was getting all of those things. However, it makes me wonder what was happening in Dee Dee's past, like trauma, yeah. child abuse. Sure neglect, poor home life. I mean, mm -hmm. I know there were some reports that like she had been abused in past relationships. And okay. so all of that stuff is going to come into play here too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's necessarily for attention. Yeah. Cause I mean, and then there was also like, you know, super protective of, um, gypsy. You can't leave that. Maybe like, again, going back to, is she trying to secure a relationship with her, making sure that her daughter never yeah. stops loving her? Like, because she very much so planted that seed in her head that you need me to take care of you because you are so sick. Right. So maybe right. she wanted Gypsy to be like, I need my mom. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, with with situations like Munchausen by proxy and factitious disorder, um, there's a lot of things that have to come into play. This disorder is so rare that even in the DSM, they say maybe 1% of hospitalized patients are going to be diagnosed with this. Oh, my God. Because it is so hard to diagnose. A lot of it is because of the deception. Sure, of course. So, I mean, it's it's just so hard to diagnose this disorder because it doesn't fit in a box. It's not, like, pretty and ni nicely packaged. It is so, like, you have to work through the deception. Mm -hmm. And that's what's hard about this disorder. Um, so, like, there's a lot of differential diagnoses in there. But essentially, the Cleveland Clinic was saying that this particular disorder is associated with severe distress. And that's how it's diagnosed as a mental disorder is because it causes disruptions in your daily living. So no one really knows the causes, but there's a lot of theories that individuals who are diagnosed with factitious disorder may have experienced child abuse when they were younger. Okay. Um, there's also like a history of trauma, a history of abuse, poor home life. Um, and, and this is interesting to me, they have a professional experience in healthcare. So a lot of individuals who've been diagnosed with this order are RNs or they've been <gasps> CNAs. Ooh, that gives me goosies. Yeah. Because you would know how to care for somebody who's ill like that. Sure. Um, the symptoms, the symptoms are so short because they just don't know. Mm -hmm. They just don't know. The biggest symptom is like that deception. Once you realize that somebody's falsifying medical records or that they're making things up, um, or that they're presenting with symptoms that they don't really have, then those are some of the things that they've talked about. And really the only treatment for this that they've come to to date is psychotherapy and learning how to manage stress. Oh my God. You Okay. If Dee Dee Blanchard walked into 
where you are today, uh huh. What would you do? Do you think? Do you think that that would help her? I would fucking love to get my hands on Dee Dee Blanchard. Oh well, not rest in peace. Oh my god! Like, why are we laughing about that? Because it's uncomfortable. <clears throat> Super uncomfortable. Because it's uncomfortable. I laugh when I get like really uncomfortable. But what would you do? See, the thing is, is I would want to know what's happened to Dee Dee in her past to make her feel like she needs to have that tight control of Gypsy. And and it makes me wonder, like, did you not feel loved? Did you not feel respected? Did you feel abandoned mm-hmm. or neglected? So to pull somebody so close to you so that they so that you know that no matter what, this one person cannot abandon you. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you guys, what happens is Gypsy meets a boy online. Um, realizes that she has like she's not as sick as mom has been saying this whole time. And Gypsy and her boyfriend hatch a plan to murder Dee Dee. And they succeed. I what just is, I'm, are you seeing, I'm seeing little tiny paws <laughs> coming up under your computer. Oh, she's over here like eating a piece lily in my pencil. Anyways, okay. But yeah, so ultimately <gasps> Gypsy and her boyfriend succeed with their plan and they they do murder Dee Dee. But I would almost wonder, it just, it, it makes my mind turn just knowing what I know about factitious disorder and Munchausen's now, I would really like to ask Dee Dee, what happened to you in your childhood that, that made you feel like you needed this level of control? Yeah. So that's factitious disorder. That was so good. I fucking love it. Me too. I, it's interest. I don't know. I'm just like super interested in the unknown. I mean, like. Like you said, no one really knows jack shit about this. Right. Well, and I don't know how you would diagnose this. Exactly. Because you have to catch someone in the act of lying. And then if you like you more than once. Yeah. And if you are diagnosed with it, (laughs) so like she has this diagnosis and then there's no way that she would come to you and be like, hi, I have this because she doesn't want people to know because she wants to keep lying about it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like a cycle that never ends. Well, and it's so good. I probably didn't do it justice because there was so much information on it. Yeah. But it was like, it was so split between factitious disorder and Munchausen's by proxy. And so it was so hard to really solidify like, what's the difference? There really is none. It, it's a fascinating disorder. And if you guys have a chance, I would really encourage you to look into it. Or watch the act if you don't want to look into it. Oh, my God. It's on Hulu, the act. It's so fantastic. Well, and anything with um, Joey King. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She she did such an amazing job. Oh, please oh, don't no. stop my recording. Oh, no <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow. So, that yeah. was really good. Thank you. I was really nervous about it because I researched it this morning. <laughs> I, I researched mine when Chris was getting his tattoo. I of sat, course you did. I sat on the futon and um, looked it up. <laughs> and Autumn was like, oh, are you doing homework? I was like, podcast homework. Oh <laughs> she said that to me too because when Adam was getting his tattoo, I was like pacing back and forth reading a chapter for one of my classes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, moms are always multitasking. And I was like, girl, you don't even know. Like, this is not even mom work. Like, I have so much fucking homework that I haven't done yet. I cannot wait to be done with school. Like, I'm so excited. You know, I had the option to do full-time or part-time. I chose part-time, and I'm kind of regretting it. But I started I started my master's program the same week I got a new job, and it was just a lot. 
And like, if I was full time right now, I have no idea how I would be doing handling it. Like, there's just no way. Because I could have gotten it done in a year. In a year? With full time. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like five classes a semester. But. Barf. Yeah. I'm doing it part time and I get it done in two years. So I'll be done not this upcoming May, but next May. And We're going to be done like at the same time. It's um, three classes a semester, which is much, much better. Well, and that's kind of what I'm taking. But as a clinical counselor, there's a lot more that you have to do, I think. Yeah. So for this program, like I've been in my program for over a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now getting into inter- internship and I'm fucking tired. Like I am just yeah. deadbeat all the time. <laughs> well, you're working a full-time job and you have kids and you're you're basically working two full-time jobs and not getting paid for one of them. That's true. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, man, that was good. That I kind of want to tell them what we're doing next week, but I also really stop. Want- Don't do it. I know. I wanted to be. A, I want us to come on and be like, guess what we just fucking did. <laughs> so I won't. This was a little bit of a longer episode, so thank you guys for sticking with us. Yeah, you're Hope- welcome. <laughs> Hopefully it was good. I know we got kind of serious there towards the end, but I hope it doesn't give you nightmares. Well, maybe it will. Maybe. I also kind of want to say we're not making any jokes <laughs> of these di- like but we kind but, of but like I'm 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 sure that there's a lot of people who do suffer from nightmare disorder. Sure. Um not as not not very many for yours. I bet there you know what? I would almost think there would be. Yeah. But I just, I'm, I just, I, I'm crossing my fingers that no one listening is like, wow, I have this and they're being dicks. Cause we're not trying to be dicks. We're just trying to learn new things and help you learn new things too. Right. Well, and part of our podcast is that little bit of like yeah. lighter humor. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a couple topics where like, we cannot make jokes about that cause it's not fucking funny. Yeah. We and tried. We, not- de- we deleted it. <laughs> we deleted it. Yeah. Not that these diagnoses, diagnoses are funny. They're Uh, just really interesting. They're super interesting. And I think being a little bit lighter, it helps people digest it a little bit better. Sure. Because if we were super dry and super just like, this is nightmare (laughs) disorder. Like, I wouldn't want to listen to that shit. I'd be like, nope, bye. Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) That's us this week. That was fun. That was a good one. I learned learned a lot from you. I learned a lot from you. You probably didn't. No, I did. I've never, like, when you open and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to do nightmare disorder. I was like, oh, so perfect. But, yeah, I think that that was a lot of fun. It was a good one. And I want to do this more because, I mean, we can. Like looking up diagnoses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, surprising them. Surprising each other with them. But I like the rare diagnoses. Like the ones that we don't see as often. I'd like to do a whole segment on, like, personality disorders. Sure. I got stuck in like personality disorders and psychotic disorders for a really long time. Like I just was stuck in my little hole and I was like, you cannot do one of these because those are like my passion circles. <laughs> so I was like, you already know so much, learn something new. That is crazy. What do you think the chances are of someone walking in to Chelsea's mental health building? Cause you're going to be like super duper big and famous one day for what you do. But what do you think the chances are of someone walking in and be like, Hey, <laughs> well, they probably won't. But like my mom is trying to convince me that I'm dying and I know that I'm not help. 
based on the DSM. Okay, Brene Brown, <laughs> always going from the statistics. But tr truthfully, I mean, I think a lot of people may come and say, like, my mom's trying to pretend I have these things, but the likelihood that somebody's actually going to be diagnosed with factitious disorder is going to be very, very small because you have to catch them on every single criteria. That is so wild. I, f I fucking love it. And this is why I love mental health. Yes. Because there are things like this, mm -hmm. you know, like why does our brain work the way it works? I don't know, but I want to like get inside your brain and figure it out. Oh my God. So, so, so good. Yeah. Well, I think that we've, um, surpassed our time talked way too long today do we have a good quote today <gasps> oh my god <laughs> i didn't look up a quote today okay um let's do something spontaneous let's say let's type in the date what is today it's 17th yeah october 17th quote <laughs> and see what comes <laughs> up i read okay okay so i read a really beautiful thing today can i share it um or do you have a really really good one um, you can go. Okay. So I just, I read this beautiful one and it's not necessarily like that powerhouse woman we were talking about. Sure. But the quote itself, it's by um, Connie Berdera and it's called Naked. And it says, <gasps> yes, you shared this on Facebook. I today. did. And okay. I'm so, I'm so obsessed with it and it just sings to my soul. And it says, my greatest moment of intimacy was not the evening we took all our clothes off, but it was when you saw me at my most difficult state. Like how you witnessed the most unlovable parts of me as I slowly unraveled each imperfection in front of you like a scar. And despite all of this, you loved me harder anyway. Like I, I cried when I read that because it just the emotion behind it. And I'm, it's really hard for me to be vulnerable. Yeah. And so for someone to write that, it's like, Oh my God, like I'm not the only person person that's like, I really struggle with being emotionally naked in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I could stand here physically naked in front of you all day long, but being emotionally naked in front of somebody, it's, it's just such a powerful feeling mm -hmm. and that somebody else captured that in such beautiful words. I just wanted to share it. Yeah. And it makes you really appreciate the relationships that you do have where you can be that person. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the first person that pops into my head is my husband. Um, <laughs> oh, <Rude. laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess I've been pretty vulnerable with you, but I mean, like my husband has literally held me down while I've had panic attacks, you know? Right. No one else has ever been that for me. And <sighs> I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I'm not that emotional, but um, I yeah, I think that's something that all of us can work on is being a little bit more vulnerable here and there. Obviously, don't just have a panic attack to somebody in Walmart. Or do if that's what you need to do. Sure. Because I, I don't want us to ever advocate that, like, it's not okay to not be okay. Yeah. If you need to fucking break down, I don't give a shit where you are. Yeah. Because that that is that vulnerability. That's mm -hmm. that rawness and that realness that I crave in people. Mm -hmm. So Maybe that's why you and I are so close because I unload my shit on you every day. And I'm like, Chelsea, I need to vent. <laughs> I'm like, give me your life. And <laughs> wow. That is us. All right, guys. I'm so excited for next week. We're not telling you anything, so don't ask. Oh, what was that? Sorry, shut up. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you it's going to be a lot hotter and a lot messier than it is today. Well, you did say 7 out of 10 was our level for mess today, so here we are. Yeah, and tomorrow is not tomorrow. Next week is going to be probably 14. It'll be beautiful. 
All right, you guys. Yes. Take care of yourself this week. Yes. Water yourself and water your friends. Love and light. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye.